Welcome to Petty People. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, yeah, thank you for tuning into episode four. Oh, it's only episode four? Yeah. Wow. How are you feeling today? What's, 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 the, <laughs> what's, what's the vibe? I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to vibe up, you know, like. Party up. Fuzzball. <laughs> Good vibes only. I can't believe nobody else has written to me. Huh? I can't believe nobody else has written to us. I feel petty about that. I have been badgering so many people to fucking write to us. Do you feel like you have friends until you ask your friend for to actually do a thing yep. for you? Yep. And it's like if someone had asked me to write into their podcast, I super would have. Mm-hmm. If some, like, and multiple times. Especially if I was, like, close to them. Mm-hmm. There's like, so many people. I know. Like, none of them. And then I see them doing other things. And yeah. And I'm just, like, or, like, working on other <laughs> projects. And I'm just, like. So you have time, it so, sounds like. Oh, okay. Okay. So I see where your priorities are. Huh. I guess it's just not. I'm just not one of them. That's, that's nice, guys. Thank you. Hey, so, like, what did you mean by that? Laying in bed thinking petty thoughts, thinking petty thoughts all day. Walking around inside my head, the thoughts are always in my way. try saying it in a different way on this podcast you can expect for us to tell stories that are based around feelings of pettiness that we felt we may have a revelation in our memory during one of them where we get a little sidetracked and and tell you something about our lives that we remember and that'll be very exciting for all of us <laughs> this is really just i'm a- sure you all care <laughs> And are waiting for these tidbits about our personal life <laughs> involving characters you know nothing about. <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> Joanna, you're so good at like just bringing my ego down to earth. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I mean, that was like a self call out too. No, it was good. Because we both do it that. It was good, yeah. <laughs> It's a nice reminder that uh, <laughs> I mean nobody's listening to this. <laughs> Is that the takeaway though? <laughs> it's a good way to think in the sense that uh, I should I should think about more compelling ways to <laughs> to engage age. the listener. You're good. Let's do the story. Okay. So we got some listener mail that we said we would read in the first three episodes. But Kelsey's going to do that now. What's this guy's name? Fourth Times a Charm. Uh, Nathaniel. Like it matters. (laughs) I take it back. It matters. Ah! Well, let's hear what Nathaniel has to say. Maybe it'll give us a pep in our step. Yeah, it's been a while since I read this. All right. Nathaniel says, in writing these words, I sit in quiet contemplation of the intricate butterfly effect that was set in motion 27 years ago that slowly led me to this moment in my life, where I find myself writing into a podcast where two Oakland sad girls recount the petty misadventures of daily life. 
Oakland Sad Girls. Flower brand. <laughs> I just finished pouring over the seven-ish hours of pettiness, and needless to say, it's been an education. Oh, we're educators. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a little flattered, I'll, I'll admit. So, to give you what you ask for from your listeners, here is one petty take from recent memory. I was waiting out front of the Paramount in Oakland for two friends to arrive before a show. There were a few other people standing around, but no huge crowds or anything. At some point, an older homeless guy came shuffling through, walking up to selected people standing around to ask for money. I'm naturally a pushover, so it's very possible. <laughs> I thought he was going to say I'm a natural beauty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nope, just a pushover. Been Which there. is probably how we got him to write into us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, like, heckle everyone. <laughs> Only the pushovers respond. We relate, man. Thank you. So it's very possible I would have helped him out. But when he came up to me, I knew I didn't have any cash on me. So instead of just saying, no, sorry, or just looking down at my phone and ignoring him completely, I thought the best I can do is give him a detailed response. So I said, sorry, man, I would, but I don't really have any cash on me right now. I only have cars. I think he sort of mumbled and walked off. Either way, he was gone. I gave it my all. Mm. Really? That was your all? <laughs> Seems like the standard response, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving Nathaniel attitude already? <laughs> I don't know. He, I, I thought he was really... Like, a detailed response. I, I was really expecting, like... Oh, I see, I see. A little more, but... Let's see where Nathaniel's taking us. Some time had passed, and I saw him making his rounds back and forth again. At this point, more people were gathering. Apparently, he was getting rejected more than he would have liked, but I could generally see that people were at least acknowledging him when he was asking for money. Eventually, he got so fed up that he stood in one place fairly close to where I was standing and started getting everyone's attention in the general area. He was angry now and started yelling in a very commanding tone, Okay, does anybody have any money to give? Now, keep in mind, he had already gone to each individual person in the vicinity and asked directly, to which most of the people responded and to which I feel like I gave him a very cordial response. So when no one responded to him addressing the entire crowd, he followed up with this. I am a homeless person. You can talk to me. I am human. I was shook. And no one else even batted an eye. So with most things in life, two things can be true at once. I feel like I can acknowledge that this poor guy's life is fucked. The ins and outs of navigating this complex world through the lens of a human being with no home is not something I could ever fathom, and I don't wish his daily struggles on my worst enemy. However, in this moment, I feel like I can also tastefully acknowledge that I was rightfully pissed that this old fucker had the audacity to try and guilt all of us into the idea that we were treating him as subhuman. We all acknowledged him. And more importantly, I tried to be as nice as possible when I told him I didn't have any money. And he was yelling all this three feet away from my face. I really feel like he should have at least acknowledged my humanity. While looking down on us, I all from his I can't read this out loud. I can't read this. <laughs> what did he say? From looking down on all of us, from his 
homeless high horse. Oh. This is even worse than I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he could have given me a little (sighs) wink as he stormed off. Oh, no. I'm just a boy who wants his kudos. Is that too much to ask for? Anyways, I spent most of the show that night rehearsing in my head what I would have said if I confronted the homeless man about throwing me under the bus. I definitely talked to him human to human, and at least capital G God knows that. <laughs> well, Joanna, Kelsey, it's been a blast writing in to be and to be a part of the Petty People canon. I hope you and the audience enjoyed my extra petty tale of spare change and lost homes. Stay petty, Nathaniel. P.S. As a human man with male anatomy, I look forward to you both analyzing the action of me writing this into the podcast and my intentions behind it, since you were both so confident no men listened to the show. Oh, that's true. We did We did assume no men would listen. Yeah, that to was like show. months ago. Yeah. I've changed and I know, grown. I know dudes who listen. And <laughs> Actually, I don't know any, so I don't know. I know one, Neil. I, I Cameron still... off to, offered to help with our sound. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, is that it? That's it. That's all he wrote. so there's this thing called an oxymoron (laughs) and i think the phrase homeless high horse would fall into that in that category of being an oxymoron i think no such thing as a homeless there's no such thing as a homeless high horse literally the as bad as it gets that's like you even you even stated that earlier in your in your in your story that you couldn't possibly fathom what this man was going through, but you you seem to fathom it by by saying that he was on a high horse and what you would have done if you were homeless and that which you'd... was be human to human man whatever whatever humanist bullshit. <laughs> well, and also again, your detailed response. Sorry, man. I would, but I don't have any cash on me right now. I only have cards. Like, you consider that your detailed human-to-human response? What about, like, asking him his name, how his day's going? As he said, talking to him like a human, not mm-hmm. like some homeless person who just asked him for money and you're trying to politely decline. You, Yeah, you did that. You politely declined as opposed to rudely declining. Yes, yeah. But you... I'm not sure that you interacted with him as a human being or like as a as an equal. Yeah, I think I think you you are you're proud of yourself for giving him a full sentence. And right. S- instead of saying no and and trying to avoid the pain that maybe other people feel of interacting with with people asking them for money. Like you 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 took that pain and you put it into a full sentence. You've talked more about how you felt about that interaction with him than you interacted with him. (laughs) (laughs) And not only that, but you spent more time thinking about how this homeless person responded to the lack of humanity, not just you, but everyone over there showed him. I think maybe what what you could do is spend some time thinking about what, like or like why you feel like this was the best you could give this homeless man. Yeah. Like and- why that one sentence was good enough and not only good enough but like the lack of reception it got made you feel petty. Yeah, I think I think your feelings of pettiness 
are more indicative of your own actions than his. I think yeah. maybe you've got a little bit of guilt happening in here that yeah. you're turning around onto somebody who's in a worse off situation than you. Right. Like, you've never had to go walk up to person to person to person to ask them for money. The homeless person was yelling at all of you to be treated as a human. And honestly, maybe maybe he wanted more eye contact from you. Maybe, like Kelsey just said, maybe he wanted a conversation Maybe he wanted to be asked how his day was going. Maybe, honestly, I would like to hear the petty story from his... The homeless man is actually the one who I think could be feeling petty. If anything, I give kudos to him. For calling all of you out on your poor eye contact. Yeah. And just lack of basic social etiquette. Not to mention, he's one in a crowd, right? Like That's putting himself at risk now. To call all of these people out. And like he's approaching you, right? Like, yeah. He's going up to you and saying, like, yeah, of course he's asking for money and you didn't have any, but like, do you think you had anything else to offer? Mm. I mean, you know, you have more to offer in this life than just money. Like, yeah. You have like basic warmth. Compassion. And I don't mean like actual body warm. I just mean like, <laughs> yeah, like compassion type warmth. Maybe you don't though. Maybe it, it kind of sounds like you don't. <laughs> uh, overall, Nathaniel, I think uh, if this is the kind of thing you have to be petty about in life, you're, you seem like the kind of person who would be really good at meditation. Really? Because there's not what? much here that you're trying to work through. <laughs> if this is the if this is what gets your petty gears grinding, like you're okay, man. Like you're fine. You maybe are probably trolling us, and that's fine. I I take everybody seriously. <laughs> I don't think he's trolling us. Unfortunately, I I hope for his sake he is. I know. I I wish he was. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I hope for the for the sake of the time we spent on this that he is because I can't believe. The only person that has written to us in the last four months <laughs> is Nathaniel, who who coined the the phrase "homeless high horse." God, <laughs> now I feel petty about this. <laughs> What's your take, Joanna? I kind of think that like you're expecting a pat on the back for not being rude to a homeless person. I think it's almost, it just, I could be wrong, but I think it kind of sounds as if this homeless person approached you and you were already a little bit annoyed by it, but you kindly told him that you didn't have any change. And then when he started yelling at the entire crowd, you felt that you had already reached the level of humanity you could give a homeless person. And so then when they started expecting more of you, you felt like for some reason they didn't deserve a higher level of human interaction from you. Yeah. And I think maybe you got to think about that. Yeah. I think as a person with privilege, the burden is on you to go above and beyond than what is common courtesy. Yeah. And in this case, given the power imbalance of privilege between you and the homeless person, it was your job to... 
you know, go beyond just like a polite, sorry, I don't have any change, man. Yeah, I think you're to right. To like, you know, giving him what you could offer at the moment. And if you're if you're not willing to do that, which is your right as a human, you don't have to go above and beyond, hey, man. But like, you also don't really get to be petty about it. Either, yeah. In that case. I don't think you needed to spend your night thinking about this. No. It wasn't worth it. No. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we all make our choices. Thanks for writing, though. Yeah, thank you for writing. Uh, I hope we gave you something to think about. Yeah, I and hope you don't feel like you were just roasted and that you maybe have a little bit of perspective. Yeah. Well, on to more heartwarming topics like <laughs> friendship. Friendship is magic. Um, okay, so I when I moved to Grand Rapids, I only knew one person. It was Lily. Mm-hmm. I I had moved into one house that had like five other people in it, and it was miserable. So after two months, I, I've told this story before. This was the roommate yeah, story. The first. Mm-hmm. 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 So Lily and I ended up living together. If you're not sure what story I'm referencing, it's in season one. It's called. <laughs> yeah. The big box and the roommate. So Lily and I ended up living together. We're not really hanging out a ton at this point. We are just roommates. And I decide I'm going to make my own friends. Okay. We'll call them Zara. Zara. <laughs> um, Your potential new friend, my Zara. P- my potential new friend. Like, I don't know. We met at like a DIY show or the DAC or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, they seem cool. And like, they were like really friendly and like introduced themselves. And I was like, yeah. And so I invited them over for a game night. Well, I invited them over for a game night with me and Lily because mm-hmm. that's what me and Lily did together. We just played games. What kind of games? Like, uh, Disney Seen It. <laughs> it kind of just sounds like Disney Senate in a different accent. <laughs> Is it like diplomatic politics? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This person comes over. They ride their bike over. It's like probably a fall night. And immediately upon getting to my house, granted, I've not made a new friend in a very long time. Mm -hmm. So, Are you feeling that? Like, are you feeling like anything about that? But are you noticing that like... You now only have one friend and don't seem to I, go out a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how to carry myself or necessarily like what my expectations are either. I'm just kind of Or I mean like, more like are you missing a larger group oh, of friends? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I'm definitely like missing a network. Okay. Um like you notice that as like a lack yeah, yeah. in your life. I like I'm not sure if the DIY network is for me, um, but I'm giving it a go. Why do you think it's not for you? Um, cause I was not a crafty person. I had nothing to offer. Right. It's the age old <laughs> tale as old as time. <laughs> so this person comes over and... Wait, why is she, why is Zara in your apartment to begin with? Uh, invited her over for game night. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And where did you meet her? I, like, I think I, I, I remember going to a show by myself once and like meeting like Sam Cook Parrot. Um, and like it was like do you remember his ex-girlfriend Asia? I don't know anything she about it. She had like him. blonde hair and glasses and uh, it was one of her friends. 
because I remember I ended up living in her apartment because I was friends with them all on Facebook. Mm. Um. Anyway, so Zara is at your yeah, house. Yeah, so Zara's at my right. house. Come rides rides her bike over wearing jeans, and immediately upon entering my house, says, "Hey, do you have a pair of pajama pants?" And I'm immediately taken aback. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I'm just like, and so my my immediate thought is like, oh, they rode their bike. Maybe they don't want to ride their bike home late so i asked her i said why do you are you planning on staying the night <laughs> like, <laughs> like just right off the bat i'm just like do you, do you not want to ride your bike you can crash <laughs> on the couch if you want let's get logistics out of the way <laughs> do you have pajama pants are you trying to spend the night <laughs> let me tell you where to put your bike <laughs> and she goes no i just like to be comfortable when i'm hanging out what <laughs> Again, I'm like, okay. I like in my head I'm like this is so fucking weird. But in I'm like again, don't know what to gauge this off of and I'm just like yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, so the night goes on. Uh-huh. It's just me, her and Lily. We start playing a game and <laughs> she falls asleep. What? <laughs> she falls asleep on the couch in the middle of this game. <laughs> And is Lily- Zara a burner? <laughs> she sounds like a burner. That's why I tried to find her on Facebook. Because I'm just w- wondering what she's up to these days. <laughs> and Lily and I, so Lily and I are looking at each other. Like, what do we do? Do we wake her up? Do we let her sleep? We just kept playing the game. <laughs> You're like, well, Disney law enforcement is very important. <laughs> Um, so we eventually finish the game and she wakes up and she's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I was just really exhausted and now I feel bad. I'm like, damn, okay. Yeah. I would feel embarrassed too if I fell asleep in somebody <laughs> in the middle of somebody else's hangout. I mean, she didn't say anything about being embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, sorry, I missed the game. <laughs> she, she like clearly was uninterested in the activity. But didn't was like too polite to say anything, so she's like, "I guess I'll just fall asleep." <laughs> that is so weird to even bike. She's so she's in my pajama pants. She falls asleep on my couch, and at this point, I'm a little concerned. I'm like, "Are you? Sh- are you? Sh- you don't have to ride your bike home." She hadn't even been drinking. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> but I still, I was like, you don't have to ride home at night. It's kind of cold. Like you can sleep on the couch. She's like, no, no, I gotta get going. Like, changes it back into her jeans in the bathroom and rides off into the night. And Lily and I are just like, what the just f- happened? And that, and like Lily's definitely making fun of me at this point a little bit too. Like, oh, your new friend, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's your new best friend, huh? <laughs> And you're like, no. And yeah, no, I'm just like, I'm still trying to, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know this girl's story. I don't, whatever. Like, she was, she was communicative. <laughs> the summer goes on. So now, like, summer comes into play. And Zara oh, okay. is just so direct with me all of the time in ways that I am just not equipped to handle. Give so, us an example. Yeah, so the, the last example I remember of, of not really being able to handle this potential friendship um, was when she made a zine 
And she messaged me on Facebook and she said, hey, just made a zine. Like, it's a dollar. I'll come drop it off to you sometime. Like, didn't even ask if I wanted to buy the zine. Tell me what the zine is about. It oh, was, just like, give me a dollar for It was for just like, this. yeah, give me a dollar for the zine. And I was just kind of like, okay. I, I don't. At this point, I think she's like friends with Lily on Facebook. Does the same thing to Lily. Lily comes to me and she's like, who does this girl think she is? <laughs> and I definitely am feeling that. But I also like. I don't have the words other than, like, Lily's own exclamations as well. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, that is weird, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's confirmed with me that it's weird. But I I do not have the communication skills to, to talk to, to Zara. To talk to Zara. Mm-hmm. So I just leave her on red and I never speak to her again. Oh. <laughs> Later on in the summer, Zara messages me on Facebook. Oh. And is like, hey, did I do something wrong? Aw. <laughs> and i was i was just like damn i'm a dick like i ghosted this new friend and they know i ghosted them and they're feeling it and they're like now they've got some anxiety they're working through and they had the gall to reach out to me after i ghosted them so i told her i was just like you actually didn't do anything wrong i was just really taken aback by your directedness and didn't you fell asleep on my couch and I really just didn't know how to handle the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did she did put you in a weird situation. Yeah. Um that's, or why, it, that's why I wanted to find the message to see oh, if I could like see I what see. exactly was said. I might can I might scroll again real quick. I, think, I don't I don't know if she ever responded, which is fine. She doesn't have to respond to me because I fucking ghosted her. I'm definitely in I'm definitely in the friend wrong here. Okay. Let's in, hear it. All right. So she messaged me in December, two months after we'd had any communication. Is this after the $1 for my zine thing? Yes. She says, I'm trying to understand why you're ignoring me, but I don't get it. Did I say something rude to you at your house? Do you just not like me? Harsh comments I can handle, but being ignored I can't. Fair. Yeah. Honestly, like I respect that. And so that's when I say, I'm sorry for ignoring you. It might not be the most thing to do, but no, you didn't say anything rude. And I thought you were nice, but I still viewed you as an acquaintance when you fell asleep on my couch for hours and got up and asked for a pair of my pajama pants. Mm-hmm. It made me extremely uncomfortable, which is a little harsh, honestly. Yeah. And then she says, oh, all caps. I see. That's fine. That's all. But I didn't. This was my this was my one go into the DIY world, and I was like, "You asked for my pajamas? No! Ew! You made me uncomfortable. I don't like that. You fall asleep on my couch. Like, really? This this girl did not do anything wrong. Yeah, she, she was knew. really nice. She asked me to hang out all the time. She was always inviting me to events. Maybe she was really tired that night, and she thought I like like she thought we were friends, and she felt yeah. comfortable enough to ask me for a pair of pajama pants. And I was like, "Ew!" It doesn't sound like she did anything wrong. She unfortunately. didn't do anything wrong. I see. She does sound like somebody who like probably doesn't read the room well, but I think like 
in the grand scheme of things and the kind of people we've encountered in life, I just don't think that's a big deal. No, I don't <laughs> think it's a big deal at all. But I had no idea how to handle it. And <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a combination of me being like 19 years old and not, oh, you were 19. not really knowing how to handle new social situations. And then like having a friend who's confirming all of my uncomfortable feelings. So yeah, I was just like, Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything wrong. I was just uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but she reached out two years later saying, sorry, things got awkward. I don't remember the details, but it doesn't seem worth holding a grudge. She wrote this really, really nice message to me when I was moving into Elisa's apartment. Mm-hmm. She was like, sorry, things got awkward. Like, Elisa asked if I knew you, and I was like, yeah, and it was kind of awkward, but I thought I'd say, hey. And maybe we can uh, hang out again sometime. And I never responded. Oh, again. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the kind of shit I'm trying to be better about. Like, this is the kind of shit I look back on and completely regret. Yeah. I really do think no matter who it is, you have to respond. Mm-hmm. Like, you should. And, like, that's the main reason I got red receipts is... I will not respond to things, but that's because I'm distracted. Yeah. And even with red receipts, sometimes I have accidentally read, left people on red. Mm-hmm. And that's because I think it's just, I think ghosting is kind of shitty. It's so shitty. Like, ghosting is what you do to someone who is abusive. Yeah. Not an ill-mannered person. I mean, this whole reason, like this, me ghosting this person is exactly why there's like horrible long form articles about ghosting phenomenon (laughs) and i i think in some cases ghosting is important and necessary but usually like i will put those it's usually in cases of like mental physical abuse i would say yes no they don't in this case i was just a dick (laughs) i was yeah or but like see there can be situations where the person is in the wrong but you should I think most people owe some sort of a response. Yeah. Are th- owed some sort of a response. Yeah. Unless they're like ultra shitty. Yeah, I agree. Zara, mm-hmm. as I now know, is Asia. It <laughs> deserved a response. And I did not give that to her. And what what I what I have held in my memory previously as pettiness, I now know. <laughs> is not pettiness it's how did you think about this before i felt extremely petty that i was like i didn't know that i don't really know this person and they came over and fell asleep on my couch and asked for my pajama pants when in reality like (laughs) i think my ideas around comfortability have changed is what it is like i think i would have never been comfortable in my life going to somebody's house who i didn't know that well to be fair, nobody. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like nothing about what she did was normal. Like, but I do you barely think... know this person. They invited you to game night. You went to game night. You asked for pajamas. Fell asleep. Didn't play the game. Woke up after game night was over, and it's not like okay, now let's hang out and like get to know each other. But, but so I do think what's obvious to me now is like this person was actually very comfortable with themselves and they were just interacting with me as if I was a friend. So there was no 
no like qualifiers that I had to meet mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. order to be this person's friend. But in my head, you did. Huh? I did not know that about the social world yet. I was kind of operating under the assumption that like everybody kind of had an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. And her behavior, I did not understand her ulterior motive because she was so forthright. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't have one. She just wanted to be my fucking friend. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yes, that's true. I also do think that, like, when you approach people you don't know, you should be a little bit, like, wary of how they're how comfortable they are. Yeah. Like, it's the, the classic concept of read the room. Yeah. Yeah. Which she didn't do. Yeah. But that's not a that's not a major crime. Yeah. You live, you learn. You love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. That. What's my story? <laughs> so I think my story is also about friendships. Mm. And I think, like, I classified this as dramatic friendships. Okay. I think by that, I mostly... And again, I think this is interesting that this happened again. It's not me feeling petty towards other people, but other people feeling petty towards me kind of a story. Mm. I think the way that I emote in life is just... I just don't think I emote correctly. (laughs) When people are excited about something, I'm just for some reason not able to match their excitement. Or when people are really sad, I'm not able to show that I feel concerned for them. Even though I am feeling it, I'm not able to, like, convey that. Yeah. And then, like, I'll always default to just, like, making jokes relating to whatever they shared to me. Which I'm also trying to be better at. Honestly, now that I'm talking about it, it sounds like a general fear of emotions. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs! (laughs) I was just talking to Josiah about this too. Like it's so hard for me to tell my friends I love them or tell anyone that. Like last week when we dropped you off to the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) You are so uncomfortable. I was fine. I had a great time. And then it came time for goodbyes. And Josie very freely is like, love you and you're like love you too (laughs) and then i felt like i had to say something (laughs) and this is when we were dropping you off like outside the car yep yep (laughs) and i was like okay have fun (laughs) and then i was like she's going to the hospital joanna what do you mean have fun (laughs) and i was like oh maybe she didn't hear it whatever (laughs) i just sat inside the car and I was like, oh, I don't think anyone noticed that. <laughs> that was smooth as butter. And then when we came to visit you two days later, <laughs> it happened it again. again. <laughs> and I was like, love you too. <laughs> and it felt weird. And I feel like there was silence and even the nurses were looking at us. <laughs> they were like, what just happened? They are like, who loves who? <laughs> you do? Are you sure? <laughs> She's not your boyfriend. You don't have to say it. <laughs> Try that one more time with feeling. <laughs> and then you were like, yes, we do that now. 
And that's when I was like, oh my God, she probably noticed even outside the car that one time when I said, have fun. Okay. (laughs) I thought about it before. I thought about it on the way to the hospital. I was like, I'm going to give them a hug and tell them I love them. (laughs) We don't do this, but this is really important to me that they're doing this for me. And this is when you use those words. <laughs> and that's, like, I knew that. I knew all of, like, obviously I didn't know what you were thinking, but, like, I knew if there was ever a moment to tell your friend you love yeah. them, this is it. Joanna, do it. And I, I could sense your uncomfortability. That was, we do this now, damn it, Joanna. And I, I was just like, have fun at Kaiser. <laughs> So weird, so wrong. <laughs> I remember the first time I hugged Julia. Or I think she tried to hug me and I was like not ready. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I think <laughs> and I'm ambushed by the hug again. Well, the hug is weird though, because I think when I lived in Michigan, I was weirded out by how much people wanted to hug me. And I, I, I think it's just people in the Midwest like to hug. People in the Midwest like to hug. And so then I got into the pattern of hugging people. But and not I, liking I sti- it. No, I didn't but- mind it. It was just like a, like the moment I realized this was social convention and it is weirder not to hug than to hug. It was a lot easier. Like when I thought about it that way, it was a lot uh, easier for me to like do it. You were down for the hug. And like I think I just. DTH. <laughs> DTH. I realize this is not like some like the social convention is to hug. Yeah. And nobody's going to think that you're some like personal space invader. Yeah. If you did that. So then I started doing that. But then I think when I moved to California and kept doing that, I felt like people were taken aback by how forward I was being. And then it took me like maybe a year and a half or two years to to like read the room before going in for the hug. <laughs> so then I got weird about that too. So now I don't <laughs> hug. The hug. <laughs> you know I would. So like I <laughs> So then I get to the point of not hugging people. And then Julia started to hug me and I was like, uh, like I don't know what we do in like <laughs> Where's the contract? <laughs> Where is the friendship agreement where we explicitly state? <laughs> I just need all my friends to tell me what they need from me, and I am more than happy to provide. <laughs> I just... <laughs> if you leave it up to my guesswork, it's not going to work. And I think like the way now I feel about all of that is like I don't have personal preferences about this. Sometimes if I'm in a really good mood... I'm like, what's up, everybody? Give me a hug. Where's my hug? Where's my hug? Where's my hug? <laughs> hug me, brother. <laughs> you too, dude. Yeah, yeah, one for you. One for you. What? Yeah, what? You get a hug. You get a hug. Let's spread this joy, bitches. That <laughs> doesn't come around very often. <laughs> Oh, I miss being happy like that. (laughs) Anyway, so I think like all this hugging and being able to like tell your friends you love them. (laughs) I think when it comes to like actually being able to communicate it 
two people around me, it's a little bit difficult. Yeah. I think, like, I have a lot of dramatic friends who <laughs> are very high on the emoting scale. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I interact with them, I just feel like I'm falling short to the point of being rude. And they must be feeling petty about me. So, like, my story. Ooh. So I go over to this friend's house. I'm going to call this friend Jesse. So I go over to my friend Jesse's house. And we're fairly new friends. Our mutual friend is her best friend and someone I was very close with when I lived in Philly. Okay. Oh, I lo- those friendships. I love those connections. Yeah, and it's, like, still fairly new. Yeah. And, like, she's super cool. I think she's great. And I think I've, it's been nice to have her in my life. But at the same time, like, I know our, our, our constitutions. Maybe that's the wrong word. Or the way we interact with people and with life and our, deme- our Deme- demeanors. Yeah. Our demeanors are pretty different. Okay. But I think we get along really well. And so she is... She's, like, hyped up this story. She's like, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe the drama happening at my work right now with me. And I was like, oh, whoa. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm picturing some, like... Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's, like, one of those things, you know, when you, like, go hang out with someone and, like, they're about to tell you something dramatic, but you keep getting distracted by other stuff. (laughs) So, like, you have all this, like, mental space to, like, make up what it might be. And you're like, holy shit, like, what happened? Did her boss confess her love for her? And now she has no choice but to, like, resign or, or what? Like, did something really heavy fall off one of the shelves and kill one of her coworkers? Like, another one of her coworkers found out that they've been having an affair with a, one, like, two of their coworkers have been having an affair this whole time. Yes. So I'm, like, picturing all these really dramatic things. And she tells me that everyone in her department except her and her friend went out to drinks without these two. <laughs> <laughs> but also like mind you at this point she's really hyped up the story yeah she's like you're not gonna believe it and i have some major drama going on (laughs) and i'm like oh that stinks I'm just not sure how she reads my responses in general. Because I was like, oh, that stinks. And there was like a weird long pause. And then I immediately started getting nervous about like, oh, God, like, should I have like said more? Should I have? (laughs) And even like the way that I said it was very monotone, like, oh, that stinks. And then I was like, I should have raised my eyebrows. I should have done the high pitch, like, oh, my God, that stinks. (laughs) They did what? Yeah, I should have done that. Just some like... Give you the scripts, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I should have exclaimed. Some exclamation points, some horror on my face. Disgust. The injustice. (laughs) But I just, I don't know. I felt like my response was just like, like... It was flaccid. <laughs> you, you made her lose her boner. 
I totally made her lose her boner. <laughs> and so then I tried to like compensate by asking Ooh, a lot of questions. Oh. And okay, so I was like, that's just interest. Yes, yes. That's that's my whole game plan here. It's just just ask a lot of questions. People know you're interested when you ask questions. So then I asked a lot of questions like do you think you have pretty girl privilege and that's why they're excluding you? <laughs> Ooh, hot take. And she's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so she's just like, what? She's like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, well, that was kind of a flaccid response to my deeply insightful comment. So I know how that feels. Yeah. You're like, where's, where's your psychoanalysis here? <laughs> Then I don't know, then we, we like talked more, asked more questions, and then it came out that like all those girls are Christian. Ah. Uh, and she's ha, not. See, that's what you lead with when telling a dramatic story. But like, see, that only came out because I, I don't think she even realized that. Oh, that that was the connection. That might have been the dynamic of why she wasn't invited oh, to this. So you did like a mental private investigation trip. I literally played therapist. <laughs> I literally like talked her through I I, like I felt guilty about how little I emoted that I was like okay okay let me just figure out this problem for her and then for the next 30 minutes I kept asking questions until she figured out why they were treating her that way so so we figured it out but then I was like another case solved (laughs) But I was like, this is probably why I don't have a lot of friends. Like, I don't know how to interact with people in just, like, a casual way. Like, it's either, like, it has to be really dramatic for me to emote and react emotionally, at least outwardly. Or it just has to be one of these scenarios that I will just help you work through. (laughs) And I just, like, I don't know how people feel about being friends with someone like me. Like, I was like, I can picture her having this conversation with our mutual friend and it being just like a classic, like, girls being astonished that yeah. this would ever happen to them. And, you know, like, do we getting all the emotions out of the way and then, like, going out and having a fun time and not having a 40 minute conversation about, about details and what, when, why, who <laughs> and what passed through whose mind. So. I don't know. To all my friends, <laughs> thank you for being my friend. <laughs> Broad-reaching appreciation and apology. I don't know why I'm like this. I blame my parents. <laughs> I mean, as I'm, I consider you one of my best friends, and I am glad you are the way you are. Yeah. I think I feel similarly in that I'm not... And that's why we're friends. And that's why we're friends. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, girl, I don't... <laughs> like, always the therapist in the room. <laughs> because that's Work what I have to offer. Work through your emotion. Like, but see, okay, but... Like, so- I have insight to offer, but I don't have, like, the most basic need that most humans yeah. want, which is compassion, warmth, emotion. I know, like, I know, just, like... Sorely basic, lacking in those basic areas. Va- basic validation of others' <laughs> yeah, feelings. Yeah. I'm just like, but what's behind those feelings? Are you sure that's all that's there? Because 
I'm gonna need to hear a little bit more about that. Yes, unless what was their expression like when unless, they said it? So, but that's the shit I love, right? Like, if you come to me, I, that's why we have this fucking podcast. Like, if you come to me, if you if you want to do the mental work first <laughs> and come to me and be like, okay, so I have these coworkers, and there's like me. And then there's all these other coworkers, and they went out to drinks. And so I was thinking about it. And then give me this whole, like, give me the story yeah. of, like, why you think they excluded you. <laughs> then we can talk about it. But I don't, like, and that's the thing. is like, I think that's how you and I think. Uh, or I just don't think people not like us think that way. I think you're Because right. when she told me the story, I don't think she had really, like, really deeply dove into she it she was just pissed her co-workers didn't invite her out with exactly. her exactly she is, wanted me to be pissed with her yeah which is like damn yeah i mean it happens a lot yeah. and i just like i think like people will tell me something that happened to them and i i'm low-key not that impressed but i'm also like by the story that i just heard but i'm still interested like i'm still 100 percent like i still want to know exactly what happened yeah i want to know what you felt when it happened I want to know your relationship to this other person that made you feel this way. But I don't think if all you're expecting from me is pure emotion, I'm not sure that I can give it to you because I don't know how. Or like it's, I don't like communicate that way, I guess. I mean, that, so this is, I think you can though. I think when it comes to making new friends though, you just care to go deeper. I think though sometimes like, especially when you're first getting to know someone, yeah. those surface level emotions are important. And even even just to serve the purpose of making them feel comfortable yeah. about you. Yeah. Because it is a little bit unnerving, I can imagine, to have someone you just met just stare right back at you and say that stinks <laughs> to something that you were expecting so much sympathy and empathy <laughs> and all the emotions about. But all you get is a, like a blank. <laughs> There's like, I'm, I'm clearly a biased opinion here. <laughs> I'm trying to like give you, give you good weighted perspective and, and great advice, but I'm just like, no, I can, I can see it. Yeah, I don't know. We're just like an echo chamber. I know. We're just like you go, girl. No, you go. No, we're not even wrong ever. Uh, I do think. I do think that is something uh, that I think that's a good skill, though, to have. Like, I yeah. think that is a skill to be able to just, like, recognize the emotions that somebody else is feeling. And I, I think I have always swung, like, too far mm. to the point where people think I'm making fun of them. I think you're a good question asker. I think that's the, I think that's actually the ticket is like because I'm always just like, uh, why do you feel that way? Tell me. I don't know. Ew, that's <laughs> gross. What's going on? Instead of like asking those prompting questions that yeah. that ha- that lead people to the conclusions. Yeah, I do think though those prompting questions they do end up changing the vibe of the hangout. Yeah. When first it was just like lighthearted, funny, like we're just bantering. It now turned into this, like, so what really happened? Let's talk about it. (laughs) And it's like, just try to be chill sometimes, Joanna. (laughs) I'm so bad at bantering. Like, I just want everybody I meet, I want us to, like, go into our deepest, darkest thoughts. And then once we've talked through it together and we feel like, you know, like, wow, damn, 
That was so cool. Then we can banter about bullshit. <laughs> then I'll care about your bullshit. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because it's like, I don't, I don't know if I care about these like superficial details about you. If, if I don't have anything to latch on to that I care about. Your, your natural instinct isn't to, to like expressively emote one way or another, which I don't think is like a good or bad thing. Right. Like, I think that's just your personality and yeah, (laughs) I I don't think you need to feel bad about it because I think Mm -hmm. people who see you and respect you like see through that. Right. They're not because that's like people's own insecurities. Right. Mm-hmm. People aren't getting the response they want from you. It's because they're they're expecting something from you that <laughs> is based in their own head. Yeah. Not based in who you are as a person. Yeah, like the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as long as as long as they know that I do care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I might not be showing it in my face. But I do think you have other ways of showing care. I know. And I think, like, my insecurity is that it's... They might not be picking up on the ways that I show care. Uh... So, like, those questions might have just felt like I was grilling her. Yeah. When, in fact, it was, like, my version of, like, I'm only asking this because I care. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to provide insight because yep. I think like usually that's all I have to offer <laughs> <laughs> and I think I have obviously I've made friends who have valued my insight yeah. but I think this is always like something I struggle with in any new relationship is like am I emoting properly yeah am I emoting in a way that conveys how I actually feel about this person yeah but I don't know most people end up being my friends <laughs> <laughs> So, must not be doing such a shabby job. <laughs> well, I hope all our listeners can feel appreciated. Yeah. I mean, if you literally listen to each of our episodes <laughs> and you listen through the end, Ooh. in a way, Nathaniel was the guy who listened through he to the end. He said he listened to all of it, yeah. He must have because we always put our emails at the the end end. of our podcast especially in the first season Mm -hmm. so thank you guys um we love you love you love you appreciate you it's very nice it's very nice what you do for us being validated by other people it's quite nice it's a good feeling and we know it's a little bit selfish that we keep taking That's not fucking selfish. It's who I am. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for not reading me correctly. If you, if you can't recognize what I give to you in return, you don't deserve it, bitch. And like, to be fair, like words are cheap. Emotional labor is expensive. And I do it for free for all my friends. <laughs> and anyone who wants it. <laughs> we deserve to sleep like the non-narcissists that we are yes well people thank you for tuning in again sorry we were late thank you jacqueline diana eve for the theme song 
And thank you, Josiah Majetic, for editing. Yeah, our editor, Josie, what's up? <laughs> I know I'd, I'd give you, I know I said I'd give you $20, but I might not. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a whole pack of jewel pods. That's you worth st- like 40 bucks. Yes, so. you did. Nice. Um, if you want to email us, it's pettypeoplepod at gmail.com. Yes. And good night. Good night. And good day, actually. Good Probably day, sir. Drive safe. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of mixed messages. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you're at. <laughs> Just take care. Take care. <laughs> take care. Could you maybe try saying it in a different way?